Blog Talk Radio. Capricorn season, right? And we was in Capricorn season, and it finally hit me like, oh shit, we in Capricorn season. Yeah, yeah, I was so stressed. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, you tuned in to the very first episode of Two Lit Tuesdays for 2020. I'm so excited to be your host, Nakia. Guys, yo, we made it. Yo, let oh oh oh, let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. We got some twins. We got some twins. The babies were born uh, December the 22nd. We have a boy and a girl. We we thought it was two girls, and we, we thought it was two boys, but actually it was a boy and a girl. So um, I don't remember the middle names, but Joaquin and Ileana were born in Stuttgart, Germany on December the 22nd. So congratulations to Monica, you know, Monica is my personal assistant, Monica, and um, her husband, uh, Sabian, congratulations to them on the birth of their first um, children, kids, children, babies, there we go, (laughs) their babies, born again December the 22nd, Uh, I do have pictures, they're preemies, I don't want to show them just yet, all right? So uh, as they develop and they grow, I will start posting pictures. with that being said, I am looking for a personal assistant, all right? No more of this transatlantic across the ocean, um, global virtual stuff. You know what I'm saying? Monica's been rocking with me for the past 10, 11, 12 years as my personal assistant, and I think now it is time for her to do what uh, she's destined to do, and that's be mommy, all right? And so I am looking for a personal assistant. I'll be posting that very, very, very very soon. All right. So let me give you the calendar for the month of January very quickly, let you know about um, some upcoming um, dates and events that we have going on and jump into this interview because I'm super excited to have our guest here with uh, us this evening. All right. As you all know, we're in the month of January. Tonight's our first show on this coming Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All shows this year, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll have lyrical lyricist, the lyrical illustrator. There we go. Lyrical illustrator, Tated Crown from um, Vision and Vitality Entertainment. On January 15th, special day, special time. That's a Wednesday. Y'all know what that is, right? 
Yeah, that's the birthday show. It's my birthday. Not on a Tuesday or Thursday this year, so on a Wednesday. All right, so 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, birthday show. I need all new music, all right? So you, you really, try it again. You release new music from January the 1st to January 31st. I need it, all right? You want to debut here first? That means if it drops at the end of the month, we're going to debut it here first, then I need it, all right? I already got a lot of music. So if you want to make the playlist, the birthday playlist, I need it because I'm not going to be up here all night playing music, all right? Maybe an hour and a half, maybe no more because I want to party that night, okay? <laughs> so um, not, I don't want a lot of music. So first come, first serve. You want to get the first 20 tracks in, all right? Let's do that, first 20. Because, you know, people are going to be calling in like they did last year, having a lot of fun with your girls. So first 20 tracks, and I already got like eight, nine, all right? So, again, music release January 1st to the 31st of this year. Go ahead and get your music sent in. You want to send it into info at IndieFireRadio.com, all right? On uh, Tuesday, the 21st, we have independent artist and songwriter Dove Vega will be here. She's releasing new music this month. I believe it's her debut album that's dropping this month. So super excited to have her here with us. On the 23rd, we have Mr. Greg Watson from the um, Taj Gibson Foundation. Any NBA players out there? Y'all know that name? Y'all know Taj Gibson? All right. He'll be here representing uh, the Taj Gibson Foundation. Then on Saturday, the 25th, another special time and Jay, yes, the second annual Indie Fire Radio Awards show. We finally got around to putting all of those nominees on Instagram. Now, they've been floating around on, you know, other social media platforms for the past couple of weeks. But we finally got around to putting all 24, 25 nominees on Instagram yesterday. We waited for Instagram because... I'm very personal, very. I had to make sure that everybody was tagged in every single post. We had to post on three different pages. And, you know, Instagram, they make it easy. But still, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? So all nominees, they're out everywhere. Um, congratulations to everyone in every single category. Congratulations. Thank you again to all of my judges. I have two panels of seven judges so thank you again to all of my judges. Um, you've done a phenomenal job. Trophies should be in soon. We didn't do trophies last year. We did trophies this year. So excited. Um, I told you we're working on the venue for next year. <sighs> These past two days have been simply amazing. Um, the people that I've been able to connect and network with um, and the opportunities that have just been afforded to me, um, for venue spaces that are opening up in so many different places. So I was trying to keep it, you know, um, down where I am. Looks like I'm going to be going back up top, all right? So uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and very thankful, all right? So moving on, moving on. On uh, Tuesday, the 28th, we have singer and songwriter Sidrina. She's dropping new music on Friday, all right? She put that album out in October. She's actually up for album of the year, and I think best uh, R&B, um, R&B, female R&B. Thank you. Thank you, female R&B song. All right, so you're trying to probably figure out 
somebody's over there now. Like, how does that work? How is she back in it again? Let me tell you what happened. She wasn't a guest on the show last year. I, her music was in New Music Mondays. That's how. That's how that happened. She stayed in rotation a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, our judges had the opportunity to listen to her because it's, it's all the shows, not just um, Tuesdays and our show on Thursday, but it's all the shows, New Music Mondays as well. So that's where um, her nominees or nominations came in from. But we'll have her on the show Tuesday the 28th. And then closing out the month of January, we'll have, we start out with our first Dream Wake Work uh, published author, Tanzania, will be here on the 30th. All right? So that's the month of January. If you cannot make them all, please, please, please do not miss them all. All right? All right. Shout out to uh, Sean Wilson, Coco Vita Coquito. I got to keep plugging him. Shout out to Rosemary Williams. Um, both of these individuals out of New York with um, Global Citizens Press Collective. There we go. Thank you for the networking and the connecting that you're doing on behalf of Indy Fire. Um, Shashina Gibson, I'm sorry, Shashina Gibbs, thank you, sweetheart, for all that you're doing as well. Um, these, these, what do you call them, puzzle pieces that you all are putting together with your organizations along with Indy Fire organizations, um, organization, the sponsorships that you all are bringing in uh, for the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, that's all I want to say. My guest this evening, you follow me on one or two of my Facebook pages, then you probably know who she is. Right? I'm speaking of Miss Erica Thomas. Um, and I thought it was, well, I, I was telling her before the show, it was very important that we started this new year off with you know, everybody has all of these new year, new me, I'm going to do this, you know, you make your resolutions or I resolve to do this or, you know, um, you, you you always start out with all this, you know, this positivity, you know, affirmations, you know, all that you're going to do to change your life, you know, how you're going to um, make everything better for you and your, your family, you know, this year or your business this year. And I thought it was very important that not only for um, myself, but my listening audience, that we start out um, this new year on Indie Fire with a very impactful um, guest, all right? Not that all of my guests aren't impactful in their own way and within their own brand, you know, but this, she is a transition coach, all right? She's a published author and a professional speaker. I'm sorry, she's a best-selling author, there we go, a certified transition coach, an experienced author coach, and a professional speaker. Let me clear that up. She also has a custom accessory business um, called a Queen's Jewelry, Jewelry Box that caters to men, women, and children. Her entire goal is to heal the world so that people can finally find peace and discover their purpose. She began helping clients transition their lives and goals into a reality in 2005 and became a published author 10 years later in 2015. She initiated her own publishing company and opened an indie bookstore that only sold books from African-American authors. Both businesses are no longer in business, but may reemerge once she is successful in other parts of her career. Now, don't be alarmed if you see Erica, but it ain't really Erica, all right, because Erica has an identical 
twin sisters. Like, I find myself staring at both of them like, wow. Well, I mean, identical. Because normally, you know, identical, that means they look alike, right? But identical, identical. (laughs) Her identical sister is Ebony Thomas. They co-authored a healing journal entitled 21 Days to Healing Activity Journal. And it is receiving rave reviews and praises, um, not only from, you know, common people like us, um, but their clients from TV stars, um, reality TV stars, and therapists. Y'all got this? Y'all need to get it if you don't have it. All right, I'm going to get it. So I'm going to get it. Y'all need to get it too, right? I present to you this evening, and if I are listening audience, my very special guest this evening, uh, transition coach, experienced author coach, and professional speaker, uh, Ms. Erica Thomas. Hi, thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. Happy New Year to you. I am so glad to have you here with me this evening. Yes, this is. I'm actually happy to be here as well. Very excited. Um, I hope everybody enjoys the show. And if you have any questions, please let me know afterwards. I'm so ready for yes. this. Yes. <laughs> so I, I do want to, and and I I told you, you know, before the show, I've gone through all of your um your your, your social media. I soaked up like a sponge, like everything that I could about you. But your bio only gives the bare minimum. Um, you know, a lot of people jump into um, these different areas of their lives um, as an author, as an author coach, as um, like a life coach, as a transition coach, and they do it on a whim. Um, they have no credentials behind them. They do it because, you know, um, maybe somebody else did it, and I think this might be good for me. Um, but I've gone through, like I said, all of your 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 social media um, pages, and I've gone through your website. And, um, y'all, she's, she's certified. She's legit, all right? Um, she has um, degrees. She has master's degrees. She has a certification. You know what I'm saying? So she's real about this. But what made you um, – where, where did your passion come from for all of this? I know you have a, a degree in social work. So where did your mm-hmm. passion come from, um, your desire to to want to help other people? Um, I think it was – I know for sure, not think. I know for sure that it it basically was instilled for me by my mom because my mom – um, was the, the best mom that she can be. But she did have a drug problem. And so that kind of took away from her, you know, doing the thing that she needed to do. But one thing mom always did, we always found ourselves having house guests. Like mom would always let somebody who was down, one of her friends or something, come there with their kids and live there. Or one of our friends, if they was down there, she'd let our, one of our friends come there and live there. Mama always helped people. She was just a helping person. So, person, so, um, that's just, she passed it down to me, to me and my sister. And I, sometimes we just be like, we really sometimes detest being this helpful and wanting to save the world, but we honestly cannot help it. It's like second nature. Like, even if I'm mad at you, like you're the enemy or whatever the case is, if you hit me up and you need some help, it's like instantly I'm going to help you. Like, I'm going to forget whatever that, fr- that friction was, and I'm going to help you. 
And sometimes it's a gift and a curse to be like that, but for the most part right now, I'm trying to be a gift to the world because it's just so much that I can help everyone with. That's funny you say that. I, I tell people all the time that we are, everyone is blessed with a ministry. And um, my mother's a minister. And so when people hear me say that, you know, they automatically think that I'm saying that, oh, oh, you mean like I'm supposed to be a minister or something? Like I'm supposed to preach? And that's not what I'm saying. That's not that's not ever what I say or have said. Mm-hmm. I say that we, mm-hmm. we're all blessed with a ministry, and it, it is for each one of us to tap into what our our potential is, what we have been gifted with. And um, for me, that is um, to serve others, and I see that in you as well, um, mentioning that your mother always took in other people, um, and you can't tell other people, you know, no, no, no matter how bad you want to tell people no. And somebody brought that up to me yesterday. You know, they say you always you're doing for so many other people. You're always doing for other people. But when's the last time that somebody actually said to you, let me assist you? And I thought, wow, like I started crying because that's something I don't not I'm not good at receiving, you know, because I'm always giving, 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 giving. So I think it is very important that we all are able to tap in to what our natural gift is um, so that we are able to um be able to be used in our full potential. I think that is very important. Um, so as yeah. I see you as a server, you know what I'm saying? I see you as a server. Um, but uh, so from, from there, as, you know, as a youth or as a, as a young adult, um, did that just continue to, to grow with you as you went to college? You know, you decided, you know, I'm going to major in social work or did you always know that, that that's the route that you wanted to take? That, that, that um followed me all the way to math, and that's not why I chose social work. Matter of fact, when I went to, when I went to college, I had an, my major was accounting, because we just knew me and my sister. We just knew we was gonna have this twin <laughs> accounting firm, and we was gonna be twin accountants, and we was gonna have all these these clients, high power clients, and we were just gonna be the you know that was just gonna be our life. And then I got to college, and I and I and I found that I had to take calculus, and I was like, dang, I can't even do college trade. Oh no, nah, I know I can't do this. <laughs> So maybe it's not really, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, maybe it's not really for me because, see, I can't even get the calculus. I first got to get past Craig, and I got an F the first time. So, yeah, mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) So I thought about it. So what happened was I started mentoring uh, uh, at a local elementary school because I had decided to switch over to social work. I'm going to tell you I switched over because I had said, man, let me just find me an easy major. That's when I'm just going to get in and get out, whatever. I chose that. It kept moving. I really wasn't trying to help, honestly, not trying to tap into it then. But then I went to I went to go mentor and I had a mentee and he was in the fifth grade and um he was in a behavior you know, behavior class and um loved him to death and everything that I did for him just just really changed my whole scope of everything because I like being able to be there for him, but at the same time having to be able to be there for their family too. You know, that's when I knew that, hey, you know what, this is what I want to do. So that's when I, that's when I'm like, I knew I chose the right major then. When full-fledged through the social work program, I have no grades lower than the B. 
at all. I excelled in every class. Um, it nothing was hard. It was amazing. Internship was amazing. I love working with juveniles because that was my first discipline working with juvenile offenders. Wanted to help them get out of the system and get the bigger picture now while they're in the little system before they go to the bigger system. And I fell in love with that right there. So my passion has always been um, to open a, two group homes, one for males, one for females, for those children who are in juvenile uh, justice custody as well as Department of Children and Families because those are wards of the state and um, they're just forgotten. Not only are they criminals, now they're deemed as criminals and forgotten children. And so I've always had a passion right. for wanting to help them because I've always felt like children are our future. Like they, then these generations behind us are what's going to carry us. If we don't heal them now and get them ready, then we're doomed. And I, yeah. that's, that's, that's just the vision I come from. We got to get these babies ready to do what they got to do. So working with juveniles, being a helper, going through doing a mentee, getting to where I'm at right now, that's what made me decide to ultimately go and get this, uh, my life coaching certification. That's when I got serious about it because I started a program initially um, online, one of those online programs, and I got mm -hmm. turned off maybe about, maybe about three or four weeks into it. I don't know. It just, Maybe because it wasn't interacting, I wasn't there to do the hands-on. I literally on the computer or on the phone. It wasn't interesting, so I did stop it. And um, just to have my job at that time paid for us to go to the life training, life coaching training because it, it aligns with being a case manager. You know, we, we're doing okay. the same thing that a life coach does. We help you set goals to ch help transition right. your life one way or the other. So, okay, I'm like, boom, that's that work. I get there, and I didn't realize how much. It's always been in me and how much me at this life coach training helped me open up that part of me that says, yes, this is exactly what I've been missing, that void. I always felt like it was a void, like I was trying to fill this void. And this that that, that life coaching training helped me fill whatever void. So I, I was in training. I came up with my business name. I had all my, all my stuff while I'm in training because that's, that's how motivated I was. And so I left training extra motivated and jumped right into what I needed to do to start doing it. And I started, I did that healing journal and I just been out there since trying to get everybody healed. So the, I am Erica Thomas movement. Um, what was your mission on the outset of the creation of the movement? The movement is basically to heal generational trauma as well as beautify those in the process. And I say this to say that I'm a, wait, let me take that back. It was to heal, beautify, and grow their mind. I forgot my last part. Healing coming from the transition coaching aspect. Beautify coming from my accessory business. And grow their mind is coming from the Arthur aspect. Those are me pulling all three of my specialties into the I am Erica Thomas, I am Erica Thomas movement. Because Erica Thomas is somebody. She is somebody who you want to work with. She is somebody who you want to network with. You somebody who you want to talk to. You want to get her perspective because she is somebody who can change, help change your thinking on a on a topic right then and there by giving you the other side and one side that you may not even think thought of from the beginning. So that I Am Erica Thomas movement is a complete, total change phenom for me because I'm trying to transition your life, trying to transition and beautify your look, and I'm trying to grow and beautify your mind. And that is, that is what I want. That's what I feel like we need as African-American people because I'm not any other race of African-American, but I want to grow my people. And there's so much that my people are missing right now because a lot of us are hurt and we are traumatized and we are still living in 
living in fears and things that we won't let go. So basically, we can't notice our own beauty, and we don't know that we can pick up a book and grow our mind. So I, I wanna, I wanna remind us of that. That's what I am, Erica Thomas is. What, what are all the services or products that you offer? I am a mobile notary and office notary. So basically, I'm just a notary public. Um, I'm Florida notary public at that, and I do it virtually as well. I'm also um, a motivational speaker. Um, I actually have my first conference, keynote and motivational speaker. I have my first conference at the end of February. It's a one-and-a-half-day conference in Jacksonville, Florida, called Repair, Restore, Rebuild. And it's going to touch oh, on wow. the whole man and the whole woman. Yes, yes. So, And I got, um, I got, a, I got a panel of eight speakers for eight breakout for eight breakout rooms and it's definitely this is definitely a conference that's gonna shape and change and transition people who attended from the first part of the year into the rest of the year and that's the whole goal of it. And then um outside of the speaking stuff again I have a queen jury box. I am also a income tax preparer, certified income tax preparer for every year. The first four months of the year I'm doing income taxes. Um, in some forms of what some some company, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing income taxes. That's, that's, and that's my second love, doing income taxes. Then I told you accounting. I couldn't take it that what? far in accounting, Wait but a I minute, definitely man. got these income taxes. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, wait a minute, I can't do math. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't do calculus. I couldn't do a calculus, but I got the taxes, though. I definitely got them. So that's for sure. I feel you. And, I feel um, you with the tax, yeah, with the, in, the income taxes, and then after that, then again, I'm always the case manager at heart because that's always going to be a job, you know, my main day job, a case manager. And um, then I'm a, a transition coach and as well as the Arthur and Arthur coach. And Arthur Coach clients, you know, that's basically just helping um, those who want to get their first book ready to go um, written, published, and, you know, marketed. That's what I'm here to help them do. A lot of people have a story, but they don't even know where to begin. You hear them say, all the time I want to write a book, but I don't know where to begin. Well, I'm your beginning, and I'm the ending, and I'm going to help you get through the entire process. Because I've had to learn everything from being published to being a, to having my own publishing company to going straight into self-publishing. So I have, I've had all different sides of the whole publishing aspect. What makes your business or your businesses, your movement, so unique? My passion. It's literally my passion when I'm talking about anything dealing with any one of these different sides of me, it's just a passion there that you're really not going to get from somebody else unless they are passionate about their business. Because anybody can start a business. If I want to start a car wash, I can start a car wash if I got the capital to. But I might not have a passion for that. I just might want to grow my capital. We're talking about somebody who has a passion for what she's doing, which means that anything that she does, the outcome of it is going to be exactly the results you're looking for because she has a passion for it. So she's not just stepping into it like, okay, this is what I want to do at the moment. No, I have a passion for each one of those things I do because I've grown in love. Each one of those certifications I've gotten for that, it's a reason why I pay for those certifications to get those things. And so, yeah, it's just my passion. You know, I, I wouldn't pay for an education to be learning something that I'm not going to use. No, I know IT. I've worked in IT jobs before. 
but that's not my passion. So while I can go and make twenty to thirty dollars an hour working IT, I'd rather work in a nonprofit as a case manager and I might get seventeen, eighteen dollars an hour. I don't care. Because at the end of the day I still get to do what I want to do, be passionate about helping people. So that's the difference between me and anybody else who just has a business. It's the passion. This is what I want to do. This is what makes me go to bed, smile, wake up, all of that. This is my baby because I don't have any children. So this has to be my passion. So I, I understand people have passion and they, they have a purpose to fulfill in life. But people also have flashbacks. Right, so I'm going to take you back because I'm reading part of your what I consider your bio. So where you've had bouts of depression and you suffered with low self-worth, um, you've gone through unemployment, um, emotional abuse, you've dealt with poverty. How at this point in your life do you stay motivated so that you don't fall back into any of these places that you once were at how do you stay disciplined, not get distracted, and allow any of that to weigh you down and bring you back to where you once were? Well, this is the thing. There are days that I do slide back. There are times that I have slid back. There are times when I've had negative thoughts and did negative things. So the when you heal, when you make the decision to heal, that's you wanting to forgive things that happened before, whatever you're going through right now. Me healing doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. Me healing just knows how to make it not affect my life as it did before. So now that I got the tools to know if it does happen again, instead of me wallowing in depression and wallowing in sadness and, and giving up, now I know, okay, this how I got I got to work through this. You know, let me go ahead and work through these negative thoughts. Let me go ahead and work through these negative feelings, this negative situation, so that I'm able to come back on the outside and say, what did I, why did I go through that? Oh, not why I went through that. This why I went through that. This is what I had to learn from that. See, I'm at a point in my life right now that I'm knowing that everything that I went through was I put myself through that. I don't place the blame outside because if I didn't want to go through that, I would, I would have stopped that. A lot of us get, get, get lost and still keep asking the why. Why this? Why this happened? Why he did? Why she did? Mm-hmm. You can't question mm-hmm. the universe. The universe mm-hmm. doesn't owe you an explanation. Let me let me explain to you why the universe don't owe you an explanation. The universe moves omnipresent all day, all night. People say, why did this happen to me? Why is God being mean for me? Why is this happening? Do you understand how how insignificant you as a person is to the universe? Let me tell you why, because I'm not saying you're unimportant. That's, that's two different words I said. I said insignificant. Let me tell you why you're insignificant. The universe has to turn. It has to turn day into night. It has to have. It has to go to trees. The wind must blow. The rain must come. There are hurricanes. There are tornadoes. Do you see how busy the universe is? The universe don't got time to stop all that come straight to your front door and bring you that dude from down the street who finna use and abuse you. The universe <laughs> don't got time. So while you keep asking why this happened to me, that's an insult. Because the universe saying, well, dang, with me doing all this other stuff, I'm putting food on your table, you got a job, the wind blowing, the trees blowing, your children growing, 
You think that I got time to bring this Neanderthal to your doorstep and ruin your life? No, I'm not going to answer that question. There is no why, because I don't owe you access, because I didn't do that. You did that. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? So you don't right. say I gave you tools. I give you tools to not let it affect you, and you still went out of your way to let that affect you. I did not do that. You did that. So because you did that, I can't heal you. So don't come to me, get on your knees, praying, crying, please have mercy on me. There is no mercy because I didn't do that. You did that. So, But you know how you can get over that? Heal. Now, since you caused the problem, find a way out of the hole. See, that's what the universe is telling us. That's when we get stuck in our trauma because we don't want to come out the hole. But ain't nobody finna send it. The God is not reaching his hand down to pull you out. Because you know why? If he do it for you, he got to do it for all of us. He don't have time. I'm telling you. It's so many other things that this universe got to do. It don't have time to pull you out that hole. You got to do it. So when people say that I'm going to just pray, they say let go and let God. I just laugh. Mm. You're going to let go and let God do what? God don't have time, honey. So you got to not let go. You got to heal, then let go. And then guess what God going to do? Then he going to come. Because he say, boom, mm-hmm. you came out of that on your own. You did it on your own. So here go my blessing. Here you go, good man. Here go. Yes. Good job. Here go some great friends. You know why? Because you got over that. See, because I ain't put you through that. And that wasn't the devil either because he don't got time for that. Um, we That's actually right. don't have time for that because they, they got other fish. <laughs> they got bigger fish to fry. Do you hear me? The devil trying to stop God's presence in your life. He ain't got time right. to bring that mess in. So he's just trying to stop you from believing in God. If he had time to bring that mess in, then trust me, you, you wouldn't like the mess the devil going to bring. So don't even blame him for that. You sometimes you got to blame yourself. You did that. So that means if you did it, you got to come back from it. Only you can do it. But when you do it and get to the other side, I got some presence over here for you. It's called self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-assurance, a better self-image. Those are the things, those are the gifts for you coming, overcoming whatever you thought was going to set you back. Those are the five gifts you're going to get. It's all dealing with self. Did you hear me? Every last one of those words had self in them. They didn't have God. They had self. So stop asking the universe why and start saying, you know what? Nah, I know what. Okay, you're right. That's the lesson I was supposed to learn. That's right. He used me. Okay, so now I know how to point people like him out. I ain't being used no more. I got the signs now. So I got to pay attention to my sixth sense. We're not going that far no more. Instead of saying, why me, why me? And while you saying, why me? The next one come in, he use you too, because you still asking why. You still asking why. So since you ain't got why yet, somebody else going to come in and do the same thing. Another job going to let you go. Another friend going to stab you in the back, because you still asking why. You're insulting the universe. What I want to tell the world is stop asking why, and then start saying, if not me, then who? If, I ain't, if he ain't give it to me, who is going to be able to tell this story and get this lesson and drop these jewels? How, how am I going to be able to heal you, Nakia, if I ain't have to heal myself and go through that same stuff? You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to get people to understand that when you take accountability first in healing, that we can start moving to rebuild you so that when you say let God, he can actually do his work without all them blocks in your life. Woo, girl. Mm. That was it right there. That was it. 
Now, now, I wanted I want to talk about the twenty one days to healing activity journal, but mm-hmm. um, I did have somebody just send a message and ask um, what type of all right. So all right, I'm trying to word it right. All right. So what they want to okay. know is, and you can actually go to you could go to the website for this question. But the question is, okay. and I'm going to word it so that it sounds a little better, um, because they wanted to know exactly what a transition coach is and if um, what type of client or what, what type of individual needs a transition coach is what they're trying to ask. Right? But you can go on the okay. website to find um, this answer. And I'm going to read it because I actually pulled it right up for you. Um, but her clients, she says, are emotionally unavailable. They feel conflicted. They continue to question their purpose. They feel stuck in a bad memory, and they cannot create and maintain healthy relationships. Now, after coaching, you want to answer this part of the the question. After coaching, mm-hmm. when you come out of the transition, how how is the client supposed to feel once they come out of the transition or during the coaching? Once they, when we get to the, this is the thing, when the client gets in coaching, we are setting goals from day one of what do we need to do to overcome this. So let's just say this week your goal is to write a letter to the person who you feel hurt you the most, okay? So by the time we, you write that letter and you, and you read it and you either mail it out to the person or you burn it and tear it up and get rid of the salt, by the time I see you the next session, you should feel a little free. Because whatever you had captured in your heart, you have now released. Now, whether this person read it or not, they don't have to understand, they don't have to care. But you got to get it off your heart because you've been holding on to it. So basically, as we go week to week through coaching, or whatever, because I do offer one-day intensive as well, as we go going through the time, by the time we get to the end, we should have released whatever it is that you had that's been holding you back. Let me let me reiterate, let me, let me, let me break that down because people think, that trauma just happened. You just broke up with your guy. You just broke. You just got fired. You just broke up. Whatever the case, they think it's something that just happened right now. That is just another layer to it. That's not what changed your life. So when you're my client, we, I'm sending you back to the, the one the one event that changed everything. So guess what we got to do? You got to think. The first activity in 21 Days to Heal an Activity Journal tells you to take a walk for 20 minutes. Then it tells you to come back in and meditate for another 15 or 20. Before you begin that first exercise, I am making you go back because, see, you have blocked this out, and I can't help you with the block. you got to remove the block. We can't see that person want to know what you want to what it feel like on the end. I can't get to the end if it's a block that's that's preventing preventing prevent I mean excuse me preventing me from even starting. So once we once this person sits down and think back, hmm, what changed my life? You know what? It was when I was ten years old and I got molested. See what happened was because it was so traumatic, they remembered it, but they didn't remember the effects of it. And maybe some of the memory got blocked out. Well, I have to have them recall that because guess what they're going to do after that? They're going to be boo-hoo crying. But I need that. I need that breakthrough there so that I can move through the rest of these sessions. So from every session after that, we are having a breakthrough through a new trauma that you went through after that because I guarantee when I hear that initial trauma, everything else is going to be like, you know what? 
I, I, I did that. I did that to myself. You know, I'm not, that's not even bothering me no more. And you know how I know I'm not telling you this because I'm, because I'm telling I'm telling because I know. I had to go through the same thing. I thought it was a relationship with my ex-boyfriend when he broke on me. I thought that that was the reason why I had a negative thought, why I wanted to commit so I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't live without the man. He was just a man. He was just another human. But I, I set myself back right. with that breakup. So then I made, I said, you know what? I told the doctor, I'm crying more than I'm smiling. Something not right, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I need to talk to somebody. So they said, go to a, go to a therapist. So I said, okay, how bad can this be? I get there. Black lady, never forget her. Um, she ain't played the radio. So at the end of the day, I wasn't going to be able to sit there and have no soaking in misery attitude when that met that lady. You, this your fault. Let me just start there. Mm-hmm. This your fault. Mm-hmm. But before this was your fault, let's go back to what even brought you to this point. You know what it was? It was daddy issues. But on top of that, it was I was still mad at my 13-year-old self because I lost my virginity uh. too early. So guess what I had to do? I had to sit there and I had to talk to 13-year-old Erica and tell her I forgave her because she only did yeah, what she thought she did. Because she forgave. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm talking about? You still don't yeah. talk about, so that's what I, okay. So then everything after that, that happened, all them bad relationships and breakups, that was because I was still surviving 13-year-old Erica. I had mm-hmm. to forgive her. She had to be forgiven. She only did what she thought she, she only did what she thought was going to make guys like her because she had been called mm-hmm. names. She didn't know. She didn't have self-esteem. She didn't know she was a child. So I forgave her. And then that next, then, uh, that two years after that, I had to confront the daddy stuff because I still had daddy issues. My daddy, the last time I had time, I was 12 years old. He chose heroin over his kids. That was still a problem because I realized that every man I had dealt with kind of resembled him. They was a, either on drugs, sold drugs, and in prison and in not my life the same way daddy was. So I needed to hear that because that's not the man I want for me because he keep breaking me. Daddy came home from prison. I asked daddy questions. Daddy answered all questions. Erica immediately healed. I confronted that too. So now I'm not that I'm not even doing the same. I don't even date the same type of people. Like everything changed for me. And immediately when I'm able to confront that daddy issue and when I forgave 13 year old Erica, I don't even make those decisions I made no more. And I definitely don't and I definitely don't do anything that doesn't require self preservation. Let me tell you how self preservation is saving my life and it's gonna save everybody else's life. Because you gotta learn how to put yourself first, honey. So all in when you had said that you don't know how to say no, I used to be you. That's another reason why I was in counseling, because I wouldn't say no. And I remember when I lost my car, lost my job, and I couldn't call nobody in the kid to come even bring me groceries where I had to walk to the store with a buggy to get groceries. Nobody would help me. And I had said yes to all these people. So when I told that to that my therapist, she didn't want to hear that. She said self-preservation. That's your fault. You did that to you. So you're going to have to learn how to say no. And I've been saying no ever since. And guess what? I feel real good. I don't even mind. I ain't, and she said don't do nothing you don't want to do. So that's what she pointed out. The reason why that relationship in the breakup broke me was because I felt like he owed me what I gave to him. And she helped me believe don't nobody care. They don't have to give you nothing that you gave them. That's you. That's how you was raised. That might not be how they was raised. So you cannot be mad because you didn't get what from them what they gave to you. That's what she said, self-preserve. If you preserve who you is, you ain't got to worry about giving all of you out and having nothing left mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I've been self-preserving true. ever since. I don't give That's me true. out. I'm sorry. I'm not being negative. I'm being self-preservation because if I had been on that route, 
I could have I could have committed suicide. I got these little scars on my arm for trying to commit suicide yeah. behind that breakup. That man moved on and had two kids, girl. What the what was I doing? Yeah. Trying to waste my time. So there. <laughs> there it is. So how important how important is it for people to not only heal when moving from relationship to relationship, but from when you move from, you know, losing a job and moving to the next job or when you have to move from city to city or, you know, in any aspect in your life, how important is it for you to just stop and be able to heal before you move into the next part? Well, first of all, excuse me. First of all, before you can even know that you got to heal, you first have to identify the problem. And see, what some people don't want to do is realize that they are their own problem. You see what I'm saying? So I can't even ask them to yes. heal because they got to realize what yes. the problem is. So when they realize that they contributed to something, whatever it was that drove them away from that job, they had to leave that city behind because they were, they felt like nobody knew them. Whatever it was, when I identified that they had something to do with that issue, okay, now I can say, now you realize what you did because you could have did something different, but you didn't. So now that you realize what you did, let's talk about where we go from here, what you want, and how you expect to get there. If you're not going to sit down and take a breather, you need to take a breather. The reason why is because you got to bring it all back together. What I mean by this, you got to go back to step one. What could you have done differently? This is what I need you to do because you can't heal until you know what you did wrong so you can do differently. Go back to step one. Ask yourself, let me run through the situation again. What could have been done differently it, with that man, with that woman, at that job, with that friend, at that last place that you didn't want to um, live in that city? What could you have done differently? When you can give me some reason what you have could have done to prevent this, then we can move into healing. Because now you know you was now you know you was part of the problem. It's important for you to realize that so that you don't take it with you elsewhere. That's healing. So if you don't heal, then you take it with you to the next situation, and it burnt it it it, it, it um it kills that it kills that person that that job that relationship whatever because you didn't break it down and realize where you went wrong. So in order to heal, you got to do that. See where you went wrong. And when you get to that point, then you know what not to do next time so it don't happen again. See? Now, now we're healing. See? Because you know you had something to do with that. If, but if you still point your finger, then no, you're not going to heal. And you're not going to understand why you have to take responsibility on top of forgive. Whatever happened, you got to forgive it. Because if you don't, you're going to take it with you still. So let's just say you know what the problem is, right? Okay, I figured out, okay, I shouldn't have maybe hunched that many people. Maybe I hunched too many men. I'm running because I'm known as a town whore. I, I shouldn't have hunched that many men. Okay, well, hmm, what could, I, what could I have done different? Well, I could have just hunched one man. Okay, what did I learn from it? My self-worth. You learned your self-worth. You was giving your body to the wrong people anyways. Okay, so now what you going to do different in the next city? Well, actually, I'm just going to go down and get to know somebody before I get in my body. See, now the problem don't happen again. You just move too fast. Now you got to slow down. See, that's going to heal them. Because mm-hmm. now when you slow down, you're going to learn more about yourself because you slow down enough to be in a room with yourself by yourself. Now you don't like, now you don't dislike being alone. Now you like being with yourself because you like your thoughts. You like your company. 
So next time you won't you won't give somebody that much of you. You won't. Right. You're gonna stop it before it even starts. Hmm. It's a lot to think about. I understand. It's a lot. It definitely is. It's a lot. Because coming from this angle that I'm coming from, the kid, I guarantee you've never thought from this side, right? Hmm. Possibly. You know, I've taken the the roundabout way, the very extended route to get to that side, but nah, never right. straightforward. Right. So the straightforward route would have been, the straightforward route would have been to realize that I had something to do with the issue. What can I do differently next time so it doesn't come up again? And how do I, let me forgive this person because maybe they just didn't know. And how do I move forward and don't bring it up again? See, you know how you, know you, say for instance, you get a job, you, you, you get fired from this, from job A today. You get job B, you start working at job B next week. When you get to job B, you're there and you're meeting your coworkers and you, you still talking about what happened at job A. Oh yeah, job A fired me because I did this and all this. What you're doing is manifesting this new job to fire you because you're still talking about your old job. See, people don't realize right. that. You get what I'm saying? So you're bringing yeah. that, so you're bringing those same type of traits with you to the new job because you haven't forgiven job A for firing you. You think that job A is the enemy. You haven't forgiven them yet. That's why you still talk about job A. So you're telling everybody at job B about job A, and you're going into grave detail and not realizing that somebody at job B is using that against you with somebody who you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. you you out of job B because you brought that negative energy from job A. When all you had to do was say, you know what, I got fired, that's fine. But, you know, rejection sometimes is protection. Maybe that wasn't the job for me. Maybe this was supposed to happen. Maybe I'm going to get a different job that's better. Maybe it pays more. Whatever it is, you didn't think about it from that angle. All you did was be mad at job A because you got fired and took their drama and their story to job B, and you killed your reputation over there. Same thing you're doing in a relationship. When you go get with the new man or the new woman, you still talk about the old one, forgive, please forgive these people. They may not even even know what they did to you. Don't even ask. They don't have, they don't have to know, and they don't have to care. I, I told them my therapist said that that's just how you was. Just because you noticed it, that's you. That other person ain't got to notice that, and no matter how you beat it in the head, they don't have to care. So, But forgive them, no, because they may not even know what they did to you, and don't take that story with you to the next person because you're going to give right, them some ideas, right. and they're going to use the same thing against you. I'm telling you, don't do that. In order for you to stop doing that, you have got to heal that right there and forgive that person because if you go tell um, Joe Blow, that uh, that John that John blow dogs you out and, and and screwed over several girls and you didn't break out here for ten years. Joe Blow gonna be good for the first year and he's gonna give you nine more years of hell because he know you ain't going nowhere. See, <laughs> that's the truth though. That's the truth. So it's real simple. It starts with self. You hear me? Self. You got to hold self accountable for everything. Self is not a victim. Self is a survivor. That means self got to be honest with self. What does self do to contribute to this shit? And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. excuse me. And how is self <laughs> not gonna help let this happen again? <laughs> and how is self and not gonna let this happen again? So that's the end all be all. 
And if we can understand that the universe ain't got nothing to do with that, I mean, nothing to do with that, then we good from there. You'll, you'll have a better life. Once you stop asking these people why, because they don't even know. They, they can't even tell you. They don't even know. I want to, and and you know what, I don't even remember what, you know what I'm about to ask you, but I don't even remember what the question was or how it came up. Um, But I, I think it's funny because now we're in the new year, we're in 2020 now, and you posted something, I don't know, maybe November, and and the, the post kind of, I don't remember how the post went, but this is what I got from it. So it was something like, in 2020, this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to spend time being engaged to people for a long period of time. We're not going to be in these relationships for a long period of time. If you want to marry somebody, go ahead and marry them. I'm going to find love later. All right. Remember that post? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I still believe it. still believe it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So at first I was like, did I read that right? Like, did she just say... We gonna we gonna marry the person first, and we gonna find love later. Well, hell, that sounds good yeah. to me. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I feel like, in all honesty, I feel like with with so much that goes on or that is going on in the world now, we spend so much time, and people quote this so much. You know, life is so short. You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? You could be here today, gone tomorrow. You know, you haven't, yep. or that person dies, and then you never really fully lived your life. And so, yep. over the Christmas holiday. My daughter and I were Christmas shopping, and we were in a store, and I don't know what we were talking about, but I brought that up. And the, the guy behind the register heard me talking to my daughter, who's 18, and he was like, you know what, that that doesn't make any sense. Like, like why would you even waste the time to get married? Like, you don't even know the person. Like, he was in our conversation. And I'm telling him, like, first of all, how old are you? And he was like, I'm 18. All right, so, like, your point isn't even valid. But because you haven't even lived, you know what I'm saying? So your point is even valid. But whatever, I don't even know what my daughter and I were talking about, but I was trying to explain to her, you know, it must have been, it must have been of some significance for me to bring that up. You know what I'm saying? How you, you, life is really too short that, you know, if you're, it makes no sense. Like maybe back in the day, it made a lot of sense to, you know, find the person and then date the person and then had that long engagement and then then you get married you have time to be sure that that's the person but now they're just I, I feel like they're just no you don't have that kind of time no more but what made you say that though well this is the thing because I'm, I'm, I'm me and my sister are like two peas in a pod like by everything we got the same thought this is a conversation that we had over and over we don't understand and we never will the whole phenomenon about getting to know you for 10 to 12 years before marriage. Now, I don't understand why we got to even know each other longer than if you ask me 10 to 12 days. Listen, if you know from day one (laughs) that you want to marry me, if you can feel that I'm the person for you, if we've been, let's just say we've been together six months and I've helped you and, and helped you grow in more ways than any other woman that you can, that you've met. Why do I have to wait any other more time? If you know it, let's go ahead and do it right now. We ain't got to have a way. We can just go exchange our vows because, it look, first of all, it looks better on paper. 
if anything happened to you while I'm dating you, at least I could be able to get something. Let me start there, because a lot of people that's dating in these long-term community, husband, wife situation, been 10, 15 years, and they know insurance policy, the person died tomorrow, they don't got nothing. I'm not trying to be that. Let me go. Let me let me tell you the real motive. That's stupid. So you mean to tell me the community, what they call them, the common law husband and wife? Once John passed, Jill right. don't get his. Right. Jill don't get nothing. So wait. So only John, mom and them gonna get it. Wait a minute. I got okay. See, that's not under. That's not logical to me. That's not. So <laughs> Can you because use that's another not logical, Okay. Use another okay, name like David. Say David. Okay. Say David. All right. All right. So Derek, <laughs> Derek, and Tawana. You know what I'm trying to say. So if Derek die, Tawana just got the kids. She don't get anything, but Derek, Mama get nothing. That's not fair. You know, what exactly. I'm that's not cool. It's not fair. Tawana, right. Tawana right. been with Derek for the last ten years, and she don't get nothing. Right. How unfair for nothing. Tawana, but Tawana was dumb. Erica's not dumb. Right. So listen, what you trying to do? Because we can make this official, and we can go from there. Because I don't feel I've already did the three year relationship, the four relationship. Do you know the need to one of them things into the marriage? <laughs> I've already wasted marriage time in three and four year relationships. I just left a three year one, and the previous one was mm. four years. So you mean to tell me mm. I had seven, the last seven years in a relationship, and none yeah. of them the marriage? Oh girl, I ain't got no more time. That I don't wasted too much time. When I when I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm 38. Yeah. When I'm supposed to get married, how many more long term unions do I have to be in before I get married? Absolutely not. So that's my that's my whole point of that status. We have got to stop going with these time frames. I don't know where that came from. Cause back in slavery, when you got paired up, y'all got married and y'all learned to know each other. <laughs> that's my point. You, if the whole point is to is for better or worse, to death do us part. How long you know what? do I gotta know you before you gotta get to know me? Man, come on. That's man. the truth though. Y'all That's get me. The truth. If you listen to this, it makes sense. If That's it's for death truth. do us part, for better or worse, for better or worse, do I That's gotta right. know you for me to live with you for the rest of my life to get to know you. No. That That's means right. if we meet on Monday, if we get married by Friday, they better ask what happened. God damn it, we in love. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's it. And then, but more, but more right. stone to kill. Listen, more stone to kill. Long term relationship, really. Look at Cassie. Really, would take the best years of your life, man. That lady was with Ooh, Peter did it for ten years before he told Alpha. her that he was gay. Fuck. And so, but, so that's that, that's what I'm saying. So we be giving the best years of our life to men who really don't even see us as wives. So let me uh, and, and and I got another model. Y'all listening? I don't live by code. There is no that's your homeboy's brother, cousin, honey. Is he interested? Get out my way. What's up? Do you talk? What? Listen, listen, because I don't know. It didn't work out with you, but it might work out with your cousin. He might marry me tomorrow. No. Don't cross blocks. And the only person, only people that I don't look at like that is if they dated my twin sister. That is it. That is yeah. that's the end all be all. I don't have time for that because I don't know if your if your daddy is even my soulmate. I've been wasting my time with the son. It might be the daddy the whole time. Listen, I don't got time. We we gotta be real about this. It's seven billion people on earth and I can't excuse half of those seven billion just because they know my ex. No, that's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> no. So there are no codes of honor and, and to death. No, if I, uh, marry me within a week and get to know me for the rest of your life, we'll work it out there. I don't know what to tell y'all. I'm trying to get there. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm really trying to be a happily wedded wife, not single until I die. That is not the point of this. I'm sorry. 
I feel you. I feel you. How do you, um, let me slide back over here just a minute. So, and I don't want to, because I know I need to call in and get my, my own personal little consultation or whatever, my one-on-one time, but um, for an individual who, um, uh, the, the, the parts where you say the feeling conflicted, all right, so I'm not one of those ones who, who's really conflicted, you know, but most people who, who have listened to me or who have followed me for the past four or five years on my shows know the type of person that I am. And, and this is why I brought this up about, um, about love. But I, I think healing does have a lot to do with it when you've just gone through so much and you just dealt with so much bullshit from, from individuals that you tend to shut down. You know what I'm saying? You shut down mind, body, soul, spirit, heart. You know what I'm saying? You got the ice block around the heart. You just don't want to deal with that at all. But then you're, you're just conflicted because you know, you know, um, re- religiously, you know what the Bible says about love. And, you know, you know what people tell you about love. And, and you have no problem exhibiting and giving love, showing love to other people, you have no problems receiving love. But just when it comes to relationship love, like, you just don't want to deal with that. But deep down inside, you know that, you know what I'm saying, like, you don't want to be single for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And so you find uh-huh. yourself in relationship. You find yourself in relationship after relationship, and you know, you know that it ain't you. Like, I know, I've, I've already did that, that, that factoring, that removing, that, you know, um, the equation, you know, the denominator, the numerator, I've done all of that. And I've figured yeah. out that it's not, I'm not the common denominator, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I feel like I'm at this point where I'm I'm very conflicted when it comes to to love. And if if it really, if people really do if people really do need love, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I hear you. And I definitely, I def, what I want to start with this, what I want to start, the first thing I want to say to that is this. Searching for unrequited love makes people love down out of desperation. Let me start there. So you will find yourself in relation after relationship that doesn't seem, cause you, and you'll be like, I'm not the problem. But because you're so desperate for it and you have an unrequited love in your heart that you feel like I have all this love to give while somebody won't give it, it's making you now desperate to give it to whoever going to take it. And sometimes that leads to the bad relationship and all this, these bad memories to the point where you feel like you're tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired. But this is this is life. Nobody ever said it was going to be perfect. So if you're tired of living, I, I, I mean, I don't know. This, this is what the thing about it. If you've not done, if you're doing the same thing and the same results, then maybe it's time to do something different. So it's not you. Okay, Nikki, it's not you. You're a great woman. You bring a lot to the table. What I just learned is a lot a lot of times African-American women are so busy selling ourselves that we won't even never sell that man himself. Let me give you an example. You're so busy coming to the table telling, everybody, telling him and trying to prove to him how good you are. I got this degree. I got a radio show. I got this going on. That you ain't never said but dang, baby, what you got going on? If he said I got a GED, he's supposed to say, you know what? That's great. And I'm going to help you grow that GED if you, if you want me to help you. If not, then that's fine. Because I don't have, cause you just, I don't have to put all my comfort on the table and make you feel like I'm the best woman. I got to sell you to yourself first. 
if I can sell you to you, then that, that means I, I won anyways. But we're so busy always selling ourselves, trying to prove our worth. Why? We know who we are. Stop putting it on the front line. Nobody cares but you. That's why you're bringing it up. So, okay, you know what you want. You know what you bring to the table. Okay, so be a headstrong head woman and, and and put that into the universe and that, know what type of man you want. See, we, a lot of times we say we want a man. We ain't never told the universe what type of man that is. So let's just say I had put in the universe, I wanted me a good man and such and such, all this. I got all that. But one thing I didn't tell the universe was I, he needed to be faithful. See, I forgot something. He wasn't faithful. He wasn't faithful. <laughs> he was everything else but faithful. You hear what I'm saying? He had a, I mean, everything I asked the universe for, it was, it was so simple to me I didn't even realize it that I got him except he wasn't faithful. Oh, that's right. I never said that one word. So guess what? I had to deal with that because he gave me everything else except faithful. I didn't ask for that, so I understood that. What I'm saying is this. If you want what you want, you have to be that person, exemplify that, and put it in the universe and hold fast to it. But you also got to put yourself out there and make and, and shoot your shot. Because if you're waiting on him, girl, you're going to be waiting forever. It's so many of you. <laughs> He don't, even, he don't even know you're alive. Let me just tell you that, ladies. Well, he said that it, it, he got to make the first move. Honey, you ain't even it. He got so, it's so many of you around him. He don't even know who to make the first move on. You better stand up, stand out, and make it known. Girl, I don't care nothing about them, that old-fashioned stuff. You better be 2020. So if, if it's more women than men on earth. That's a fact, okay? So if, if, if Terrell come in the room and Terrell bossed up and he's single and he's looking, he got about 12 women looking at him. So out of them 12, only, only four of them going to talk to him. Out of them four, only one of them probably going to really get to go on that first date because everybody else will get to take. He's going to run through them because Terrell don't care about them. He's looking for the one that's going to stand out. And she's not the one that's just going to keep waiting for him to come. She's probably going to be the one that's going to send a drink to him. She's going to catch his attention because she knows what she's doing. She's confident. But if you're going into stuff and you're not confident but you're desperate, and that's why you're getting the same results. You may be the greatest, you may be the greatest catch. But you gotta stop selling yourself and sell they sell them to them. Let me help. Let me upgrade. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel like a king in this next statement. Cause I'm gonna make you just feel like you're on top of the world and I ain't told you nothing about me. But you is gonna remember this conversation. I can guarantee that. And that's what it is. I haven't I haven't missed a beat with that. Only thing I'm missing is them things don't go to marriage. <laughs> <laughs> All the thing it is, them things don't go to marriage. I think sometimes I don't even, I don't even think I wanted them things to go to marriage. To be honest with you, um, but I, I think I like more of the. I like, I think I like more living with them at that time. That's why I really didn't push the marriage. But now I want to be married. I don't. You can't live with me unless we get married. Now, now we got to be married. So, um, I want to be able to say, I want to be able to say, my husband and he doing it, end up doing some dumb stuff. I just want to call him my husband all day. That's why I'm in my life. Now I want my husband. If I just wanted a boyfriend to live in and pay some bills or whatever, whatever, that's real cute. Then I ain't done no more. I'm, I'm, I don't grew up, so I'm, I'm want a husband now. So I'm putting that into the universe. I'm gonna get me a husband. That's gonna happen as soon as possible. So I manifest it. You All manifest right. it. It is what it is. But if you listen to kid, but if it's a death, if it's a bit of desperation, you are gonna get exactly the same energy put out. Somebody else who's just as desperate and broken as you, heal whatever that is, people. Don't be desperate and don't wait for somebody to walk up to you. Be confident, and that that is how oh, you're now, gonna be now, able to. Oh, now, 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 trust and believe. There's no desperation. I came from a family of very strong, independent women who did everything on their own, and so that's a lot of my issue. I feel like I don't need a man because of 
watching these women right. do everything right. on their own. Right. So for me to okay. have a man, that is that's a compliment to me. That is not out of desperation. Right. But I feel like you no, know. No, but see, um, but see, we get, I, that 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 thing alone where you said everybody was strong. See, that's trauma in itself because that. See, you were, you were so, so much strength to kind of debilitated you in terms of being able to let some of that go. You see what I'm saying? Like, you was, you was, you was, you known to be strong. You want to be strong. You want to hold fast to your family's legacy of women being strong. But in you being strong, man, you was not, you was not letting that man be stronger than you. So sometimes, Nakia, in itself, that could be a problem. You so strong to the point that sometimes you're just too strong. So back down a little bit. You're a woman. You don't got to need a man, but he, he don't got to be a compliment. He definitely got to be, like, he, not just a compliment. If, if, he, if he's seen as a compliment, he's going to be just that. He's going to act just like a compliment. You don't want to be a compliment. That's not a good statement. That's not a good mind frame. And I'm telling everybody that. We got we got to come away from that strength. We want to be, we got to be strong if we have to. But at the same time, we got to learn how to sever some of that strength a little bit to let him lead. If he is in a position to lead you, let him lead. But if he's leading you to hell, then that's when you that's when you speak up. That's when you open your mouth and we'll speak up. There you but go. There let, you go. I'm glad you, you threw that in there. It's that if, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm not going to allow nobody to drag me anywhere no. that, you know, isn't no, going to be to. beneficial to me and mine. You know what I'm saying? So if I got to step up and lead, then, so I, and I'm learning, you know, I'm learning what it means now to be a submissive woman. Um, I'm I'm being right. positioned in that place right now. So, um, but I was just, you know, I'm the space that I'm in right now is very good. Why this is why I asked you to stop using the word, you know, the name John. So the space that I'm okay. in right now is is very good. You know what I'm saying? So, um, y'all be on the lookout when y'all get your little wedding invitations later on this year. I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the atmosphere. It's already out there, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but it, it's just, uh, and there, there comes a time when you have to sit back and, and, and reevaluate some things and, you know, um, allow that higher force to, um, dictate. You know, and I, I'm the type of person where everything that I do has to be according to how Nakia does it and how Nakia says it, how, how it needs to be. And you know what I'm saying? When when I think, and, and you said this earlier in the show, or maybe I read it in your bio, you know, when you um, sit back and just allow um, that higher power to work things out according to how they need to be or how it needs to be done, then you, you start to see things align the way that they need to be. And so um, that's that's how it, it's happened for me. Um, but then, you know, at times I sit back and I'm still a little conflicted, you know, and I want to question, you know, why things have happened the way that they happen. Um, but, again, you mentioned why, you know, you never should. Don't even worry about it. Don't question the why. Just just roll with the flow. You know what I'm saying? And so I know we're a little bit over. Um, I do want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and get all of your contact information out. For those who are listening now, for those who may come back and listen to a playback show, um, mention again the um, conference that's going to be at the end of February in Jacksonville, Florida. Go ahead and put that information out as well. Um, and any other information that's pertinent that um, our listeners may need to know in regards to the I Am Erica Thomas movement. 
The floor is now yours. First of all, let me just thank you for allowing me to be a guest on the show. I am so happy for this show. I'm, I, I, I just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. You're an awesome person. Um, your audience also. Thank you for that opportunity. Um, you, you all to catch up with me or to keep up with me, you can visit my website www.iamericathomas.com. Erica with a C, not a K. I am EricaThomas.com. There you're able to subscribe to my coaching services. You're also able to subscribe, I mean, also able to purchase any of the books that I've written, including the healing, the 21-day healing journal. Um, you'll also be able to um, link up and be able to purchase any custom accessories. That option is there. And you'll see other options. You'll see more information about me. My biggest thing on my website, um, my Short Story Central, um, Short Story Central is going to have all of my stories in it, including the books that I've, that I've written. Depends on which tier you purchase. So that that may be a good tool for those who love to read. All of my writing is great. Um, so go ahead and get you a subscription to Short Story Central or buy you a, one of my books. Um, also, um, the conference, Repair, Restore, Rebuild. 2020. This conference is addressing the whole woman, the whole man. It's going to be on February 29th of March 1st. It's a one-and-a-half-day conference that includes eight different topics of breakout rooms. Um, on day one, we'll have the topics of self. We'll have healing and self-love, which will be with me. You will have um, a manifestation. You'll have mental health, and you'll have fitness and fitness and physical health. And then um, you also have career and credit. You'll have real estate and um, vehicle buying. You'll have home care startups for those who want to start a home care business. That's a $93 billion industry. So you definitely want to get information on that. And also business startups and marketing. So that will all be the breakout rooms on day one. And on day two, um, the, those, those same breakout rooms will be available, except they'll be combined to bring it all together. So healing and self-love will be will be combined with mental health because that's all all mental health and it's all getting the mental health and state together once and for all. Then you'll have manifestation and physical health together because in order to set in order to get your physical health where you need to be, you gotta learn how to set goals and manifest that into your life and that's why they'll be together. Then you'll have career credit and real estate buying and vehicle buying. Um, so that will all align together where you'll learn about getting your job or learn about getting your credit together so you can go ahead and get a home or buy a vehicle. That will all tie together. And then the last one will be home care startup and the business startup as well as business funding. And that's where they'll talk about ways for you to get funding to start your business. You'll get more information on how to market when you do start a home care business and things of that nature. So that's what the conference will be. Um, the um, It's down in Jacksonville, Florida. The registration is $125. The $125 registration includes both days, all eight breakout rooms, as well as lunches provided on both days. Um, so all the person would basically be doing is either getting a hotel at the host hotel, which is at the A-Loft Tapestry Park, or they can get a hotel or stay with a family member, whatever they want to in the city if they're not from there, and um, attend the conference. Um, and just have some fun, meet new people. Only 75 attendees were almost sold out. This conference is going to be big and big. And I put it on the date that it is, which is February 29th and March 1st, because that is the end of the first quarter of 2020. So my whole thing is this. When you, from January 1 up until February 28th, you have you would have went through whatever motions you was going to go through for the year. Because on February, February 29th, the buck stops there. You have got to put that mess down, get rid of those people, and pick back up something positive at this conference so you, that you can finish the rest of 2020 on a positive note. 
That's my whole thing. So that's why I strategically place it at the end of the first quarter because I'm giving you three more quarters in a year to get this right. After going through the first quarter, you should know what you need to do. We all set resolutions, but we never follow them. But now is the time to know that by February 28th, you should know what you want to do for the rest of the year. And that's what that, why that conference is very important and going to be great for people to attend. Awesome. So if I see, and I think I have seen something, but if I haven't, I will get it. And as I get it, I will continue to post it, keep you all um, abreast of that conference, the Repair, Restore, Rebuild Conference, the February 29th, March 1st in Jacksonville, Florida. All right? And that Very website, quickly, that um, website, wait, give me a moment to kid. I'm sorry, I forgot to say the website for the conference is literally repairrestorerebuild.com. You can get all information about it on that website, or you can click on it from IamEricaThomas.com. But either way, RepairRestoreRebuild.com, and you'll have all the information on the conference registration. We need vendors and sponsors as well. RepairRestoreRebuild.com. You heard it, guys. You can register on the website or go to IamEricaThomas.com. Find out more information there. Very quickly, make sure that you guys have subscribed to the IndieFireRadio.com website. Make sure that you go over to the gallery page and look at all, look at the progress. I want you to look at the progress from season one. Yes, this is season four, all right? This is season four, starting tonight, season four. So go back and look at gallery number one, which is season one all the way up until last year, and look at the progress that we have made. I'm so proud. I'm really proud. So make sure that you subscribe to the website, www.indiefireradio.com. Make sure that you're following us on all social media, IndieFire or IndieFire Radio. Uh, make sure you're following me, Girl in Motion, on all social media as well. Again, tune in on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we'll have lyrical um, illustrator, Pay the Crown from Vision and Vitality Entertainment here with me at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right? So until then, as always, let me leave you guys with a quote. Hmm. Music produces a kind of pleasure which human nature cannot do without. That's Confucius. Until Thursday, have a good night.